Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. I'm going to have to hold it. Um, I'm not very good at holding a mic and doing this, so you have to bear with me. Um, that's a very nice introduction, Jesse. I'm not sure. My kids are here, so they may not. They may actually have a different story to that. But uh, <laughs> so um, I'm a very. I like visuals. Just so you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a struggling actor. Was, and so I'm a visual learner. I like to have visuals. So we're going to have some visuals coming up here. So, so it's Happy Mother's Day. But the question is, is it mom or mum? Because if you're in the UK. It's mum. I know, it sounds really weird, right? But my mum is mum, and yours is mom. Weird. <laughs> also, did you know that Mother's Day in the UK is a different day? So that when I'm, like, coming up for Mother's Day here, I'm like, oh, no, I've forgotten Mother's Day in the UK. <laughs> I'm going to be in big trouble. Okay, so anyway... So I have two children, so I'm going to talk a little bit today about, I'm going to start off by talking about women, but I'm also going to talk about mothers as well, seeing as it's Mother's Day today. So I have two children, um, my uh, youngest is actually here today, and um, he's a really great artist, he's, uh, he, he did this amazing picture of me, and I just think it's beautiful, I'd like to show it just now. Yeah. I seem to have lost my body, which I could do with right now. But, um, yeah, and my arms come out my head. But, yeah, and next slide. This is all about mom. This is from Andrew. Um, my mom is Penny. She's 32 years old. I was. Her favorite food is cookies. I don't actually like cookies that much, but I bake them a lot. She weighs 29 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Her favorite television game is the act-out game. Oh, yeah, that's true. And my, my mum is best at cooking. I don't know what he was smoking, but <laughs> I'll run with that one. Uh, and I like it when my mum takes me shopping. I hate shopping. I don't know what he's talking about there. It might be garage sailing. We used to do that. Okay, next slide. Uh, this is me and my son. I don't know what's going on with my mouth there. And... Those shoulder pads, man. <laughs> they are awesome. Thank you, Andrew, for that one. Um, all right, so moving to the next slide. I'm going to talk today about women to women mainly, but you men need to listen up here, you know? So um, my husband is a physicist, astrophysicist. He's really brainy. He's really clever. He knows history really well. He knows geography really well going to tell him. Ask him any flag in the world and he'll probably know what it is. Yeah, he's really, really, really smart, right? But he is still looking at me sometimes like, I just don't understand you. <laughs> We've been married 33 years and knew each other two before that and I still don't get you. So... You men need to listen up today. You need to understand, get women just a little bit more than you were before, and to understand and respect the amazingness of women. <laughs> yeah. Right, Adam? Yeah. All right, next slide. 
So women, you are becoming the Aza of God meant you to be. And a lot of you are like, Aza, what's that? It's like a Giza or a Aza? Is that a sort of sit? I don't know. Um, you are becoming the Aza that God meant you to be. So, oops. Um, so this is going to be just really today, it's going to be about an encouragement to women. It's going to be an encouragement to you that you are bold and you are beautiful and you are strong. Right, women? Yeah. Right. Come on. And you are the Aza that God meant you to be. So back in the beginning, Adam was made in God's image. He was made in God's image. So think about this slightly. He was made in God's image and then he took... Um, Eve out of Adam. He didn't form Eve on her own little self. He took her out of Adam and male and female, he created them in his own image. We were not as women brought alongside like, ah oh, no, Adam's bored. Let's, um, let's create uh, a woman. Um, no. <laughs> it was his intention to pull that woman out of man to become alongside and in Ephesians um, sorry Ephesians Exodus 2 it talks about that I'm just going to go to that very briefly like I say I'm going to be just much more of a there we go everything's falling out my Bible I've got all sorts of things in my Bible Um, then the Lord God said it is not good for the man to be alone I will make him a helper suitable for him a helper that sounds like you know when Glenn's doing renovations (laughs) in my house (laughs) or when he's doing the plumbing I'm leaving the house. But um, when he's doing the plumbing and when he's doing renovations, he needs a helper sometimes. You know, can you just hold this up, move this, hand me this, that kind of We think of, um, of a helper as just a slightly assistant. You know, we often talk about, um, we often talk about Little, little helpers, you know, one of these little people, you know, little children or something. We'll help you. You're, you're my little helper. It's just like this little addition on. But what we don't understand is that word is called Aza. Let's move to the next slide. Um, it means, and it's, it's sounded out as Aza. Sorry, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to the Bible. I just love getting into it and searching it out and figuring it all out. And I also was listening to a seminar recently about this, and it just got me going, and I just started investigating it. But it means to help, but it means to rescue. It means to be strength and to protect and to be a saviour. You are vitally important and acts of rescue and support. That's what Eve was made for. She was made to be support. She was made to be rescuing and saving. And you know that word is used 21 times in the Old Testament. Do you know what other times it's used for? It's used in military terms. That these armies were sent in to help, to rescue, to support whoever needed it. An army. You know, women, we can be fierce. Just saying, right? 
We can be fierce like the nations of Israel. We can be fierce, right? It's an active intervention on behalf of someone, especially in military terms. And then get this, God is my Ezer. That's said several times in Psalms, um, very par- very ma- many parts of the Old Testament. God is my Azar. So when I am needing help, like in Psalm 22, uh, verse 2, it says, God is my Azar. He is the one that comes in and rescues, supports, works alongside me. Okay? And Eve, you have that same name, woman. You have that same name. You are an Azar to the people and the family and communities around you. It's amazing, right? And we protect. Uh, we were in the, um, the Sequoias one time. Our kids were probably, I don't know, four and seven, something like that, three and five, something like that. They were young. And we, we got to the Sequoias, and there were bears rumbling around the place. We heard everyone getting pots and pans out. You know, you're supposed to frighten off the bears with pots and pans. I don't know why pots and pans. I guess they're the most recent thing on your table sort of thing. And um, so we just did the same. And then a bit later on, it got darker. Glenn was getting stuff out the car further down. The kids were sitting at the picnic table. And I was just about to dish up food. And uh, my dog started growling and literally kind of where Mike is right now. And I'm like, he, the dog was between me and, and I suddenly saw this bear right there. And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> and in my, I was like, I've got to bang a pot and pan, but my pan was full of beans. And I'm like, uh, uh, Glenn, Glenn, like this, Glenn. And, and I, was, I was attacking this bear with my words. I don't think the bear understood me but um it was this fierceness in me this protecting there were my children there was the bear I don't care what would have happened but that bear would have gone down (laughs) I was gonna protect my kids and they were going down and that's what that Asa is like it's a fierce protection okay again for your friends for your family for your workplace in your community that's that fierce protection so I think it's the next slide. Um, there's the bears. <laughs> you can run, roll with me, Ali, you know? Um, so there's, I'm just going to run through a few people in the Old Testament, women who were Azers. There were two midwives in Exodus. They were told by the Pharaoh, by the king, you will kill all the Hebrew sons. You will kill them. And they went against a a regime, a Nazi regime. I mean, it was a terrible thing. They would have died. They should have been killed. But they chose to protect and to save and to rescue those Hebrew children against all odds, against all odds. And they had, they had favor. Moses' mother, she put a baby in a basket, and she was risking it all. If she got found out, she would have been killed like that. And yet she risked it. She had that fierce ease of protection. Then we have Rahab and Deborah and Ruth and Abigail and Esther. Esther went into a king. We don't get this in this society, but she walked into the king. She should have got killed right there, literally right there. But she 
didn't because she was going to be an Asa and rescue and protect and support her community. Next slide. So these are the women in the Old Testament who were strong. They had that Asa spirit. What did Jesus think of women? So back in First Testament times, uh, first century, women were property, super oppressed, super, you are liars, you don't know anything, you are going to be not even seen and heard, you're just not even going to be seen, you're going to sit over there, you're going to eat over there, we don't want to have anything to do with you. And men had to follow these um, man-made laws to do all these different things. But Jesus highly favored women. He highly looked after women. Do I have another slide on that one? I forget. I got it up here. Um, He highly favored women. And he looked after them. So he, he taught the scriptures to Mary. And they didn't do that in those times. He wept with Mary and Martha. Did you know it was illegal for a man to weep in public in those times and in that era? And yet he wept with them because he had emotion for them. He cared about them. That's what Jesus thought about women. He acknowledged the woman of ill repute that came to his house where Simon was. And Simon's like, don't talk to her. She's just, not only is she a woman, but she's a woman who has a past. But he didn't. He saw her, he acknowledged her, and he commended her. He went absolutely against the norm, absolutely against the culture, because he loved women. He saw where women could go. And the woman who was bleeding, he touched and acknowledged her. And lastly, on the cross, he said to John, this is your mother, look after her. But he was also saying, John, you need a mother. You need a mother. It wasn't always about Mary. It was also about John, too. John needed a mother. So how does an Asa connect to mothering? So <laughs> women are naturally certain things. And I'm going to generalize here. And a lot of you men go, what? I'm that. <laughs> but uh, women are naturally great negotiators. If you're a mom of small children, you will understand that. I want the raspberry yogurt. I want the strawberry yogurt. You only have two yogurts. What am I going to do? Um, you only have raspberry yogurts or something. Uh, no, what was it? The, I remember this one time with my children. It was about, oh, I had strawberry and raspberry, and they both wanted raspberry. Um, or raspberry, as you guys say. Raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Raspberry. <laughs> And so one kid goes, I don't want the strawberry, but I both want the raspberry. So I'm like, okay, how about if we, like, you both have half each. So you both get half the yogurt, and you have to dish it out and get out bowls. And they're they're both like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work like that, but we have that negotiating skill. We're generally peacemakers. We generally see things. We're more observant. You go to a wedding, and I go to Glenn, did you see this and that and the other? And did you see the way they, they looked at each other? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> did you see what she was wearing? Well, it was white. <laughs> Again, generalizations, but this is generally how we work. We have an intuition. We have an instinct about things. Women generally are like that. So... Um, 
I just think that you are meant to be Asa's to your, as you connect to mothering as well. The word Asa is not just for uh, marriage. It's for also for families and communities and everywhere else that you are, that you are an Asa. So I want to bring up one of my children. So, um, so this is my son, Andrew. Yes. So, yes, he's the artist. He's my biological child. <laughs> he's an artist, yes. Not. Um, actually, he's very, very creative. So, he's my biological child. I have two sons. One is up in Northern California. He's older. And so, Andrew is just... I just want to commend him. He's such an amazing man. He loves the Lord. He loves people well. He serves well. He is an amazing young man, and I'm very grateful for him. I mean, look at the letters he's written me. Happy birthday, Mom. You're watching Star Wars. I love you. Yeah. On the other side was a picture of me watching Star Wars. <laughs> I think that was the one time, right? Yeah. And then the next letter is, uh, I love you, mom. You're the best mom, a son or daughter. I didn't have a daughter at the time. So. Could have a lot have. Happy Mother's Day. And one of the things I love about you is that you spend your time to drive me to soccer practices. Love you. Beautiful. And I will commend to you... <laughs> I would commend to you mamas out there, if you have actual biological children, taking them to soccer practice, they notice, right? Some of you think they have no idea what I have to do. Yes, they do notice. They do notice those little things. I, have, I went through all the letters that my kids wrote to me, and I noticed all those little things. I'm like, dang, I never thought they noticed that, but they did. So I want to commend you biological mothers. Even if you've got older children, those little things matter. Even now they're older, those little things matter that you do, and it has a, something in their heart, puts something in their heart. So I'm going to bring up my next child. Oh. Next slide. This is my adopted child. She married my son. Her name is Andrea. So this is Andrew and Andrea. They just chose each other because there's one letter difference. <laughs> yeah, it was useful, right? So Andrea is just the most amazing person. If you have children right now, start praying for their spouses. Because I did, and I got a gem in Andrea. Oh, makes me cry how grateful I am for her and my other beautiful daughter-in-law. But I don't call them daughter-in-law. I call them daughters because they are mine now. They have come into my family. Sorry. <laughs> One of the letters I read about my kids, it said, Hey, Mom, we like your borderline out of control. And I'm like... They weren't talking about skiing. But anyway, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they weren't. But poor Andrea had to join our family. And, um, but she is my daughter in spirit and, and, and as adopted daughter, she is to me. She has the most beautiful heart. She is loyal and compassionate. She never forgets her birthday. She's just always thinking about other people. She's so selfless. And I just... And so kind, so, so kind. And also, she's much cleaner than Andrew, so I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
and her beautiful parents are here right now. Wave to me. Yay. So, um, and she wrote this to me. She wrote me a long letter, but she wrote this to me. The, the night that, um, I think it, she wrote me a long letter the, the night before they got married about thanking me for raising a good man and for coming into our family. So, so grateful. Wow, didn't think I was going to cry. Whoa, okay. <laughs> There's nothing like people to pull your heartstrings. And I love people well, and I love these two very much. Along with my other two, in case you're watching. All right. Uh, <laughs> safe. <laughs> um, and I want to bring up my last daughter. Uh, so this is my spiritual daughter, one of them, one of the many spiritual daughters. Her name is Christina, if you don't know. And Christina is my spiritual natural daughter, I call her. So she, um, she and I have bonded. I'm like a mama bear to her, right? And she becomes one of my spiritual daughters. And she, in turn, is a youth leader and also mothers those people below her. How beautiful is that, right? Christina has just got such a heart for people. She loves people well. She, she works so hard. She's so kind, and we have so much fun together. Last, yeah, I know. Shall I say it? Yeah. <laughs> so these spiritual daughters don't always have to, we don't always have to teach the scriptures and be really intense and talk deep thoughts. No, she and I do a lot of just general things. We went shopping and I dropped a bottle of something in the middle of Trader Joe's with her. And then the next time we went shopping, someone backed into my car. And then, um, anyway, we're going dress shopping next week and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. But we have a laugh, right? And I'm there for her. She's there for me. This is the spiritual daughter thing that goes on. And it's the same with my children's um, son uh, friends. I would, they all come around sometimes when my kids weren't even home. And just talk and just listen and just hang out and just be. And then sometimes be that listening ear when they're having a hard time about something. That's your spiritual children. And you women are Asus. You are all called to this. All women in this room right now are mothers. Every single one of you are looking at all these different faces. You are all called to mother, to mother well, whether it's a biological, adopted, or a spiritual child, okay? You are all called to mother. You all have that heart of mothering in you. I had a, an older lady um, uh, who was my mentor, and we used to just do so much together. She became my mama, especially as she was in the States, and my mom's over in um, the UK. And that was a place where I could just be, and we could cook together and talk about deep things. And she could inspire me and, and tell me off, and, you know, lots of good things. You know, it was really good. She was that mama bear to me. So um, you guys can sit down. That's great. Thank you. Give my hand. Is there another slide? So 1 Timothy 5, 1, 2 says, Do not sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father, to the younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, and the younger women as sisters in all purity. And Titus 2 talks about the older women training up the younger women. And I, I will tell you that sometimes the older women doesn't always mean in age. 
So you can be a young woman and mentor someone maybe older than yourself in years, but you have more maturity, more experience, more spiritual um, maturity, whatever it might be. So for instance, I had um, a lady in our church. We worked together in the church office and she wanted to drive. And so my small bit of mothering with her, and I used to encourage her a lot just in who she was. And she's like, I can't drive. She's, she's going to be, I think, seemed really old to me at the time. She's probably about 50. That's about me now. But anyway, um, she's really young, super young. Um, so I taught her to drive. So I'm like, come on, we can do this. I'm, I'm encouraging you to do this. Mothering her along the way, right, for a small season. And, um, but it was very funny. We had a little mini, if you know what those little cars. Anyone know what a mini is? A mini car? Yes, there's really, tight, really tiny cars. It was Glenn's car. Oops. And um, so I'm like, come on, we can do this stick shift, right? So I'm like, okay. And we're, and we're, going, around the, we're going around the corner of this tiny little terraced house. And we're just sort of inching around the corner. And she doesn't take the turn properly. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now we just need to put it into reverse. And she puts it into reverse. And she just hits the gas. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these little gardens, uh, tiny little gardens outside. It's the back of um, a long terraced house in England. She reverses back in and we go straight through the fence into the garden. And I go, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and we land and we're both looking around going, we're in the middle of someone's garden. We've just crushed all their flowers and their grass. And we're just, oh, yeah. Anyway, so that wasn't, that didn't go so well. But, um <clears throat> Mothering is important. So she was an older lady to me, but I mothered her in that instinct. There were some other things where she mothered me. She became my Aza, right? She became my Aza. And that's what you guys are called to do. You are called to be someone's Aza. I just want to bring Aaron up very quickly. Uh, he's just going to give two minutes some words. No, no intro. It could be anything. <laughs> um, Penny asked me to share for a little bit. Thank you for the opportunity. Happy Mother's Day. Um, Penny is a spiritual mother to me as well. And um, when thinking about what I was going to share this morning, I uh, was reminded of how important it is to have spiritual parents in your life. If you're uh, younger or a young person, um, like myself, it's extremely important for so many reasons, um, more than I can explain this morning. But um, a few are, um, someone like Penny is a well of wisdom and knowledge. And she has experienced, obviously, much more life than I have. And that's what makes her invaluable to someone like me, who is walking with the Lord and trying to discern his voice in what he's doing around me. I can come to someone like Penny and I can say, this is happening, or I think I'm hearing this from him. What do you think? And she'll say, mm-mm. Or she'll say, yes, and here's what you're going to do next. I was recently reminded of the story of Samuel, and he's being mentored by Eli, remember? And he and Eli are sleeping one night, and Eli is sleeping in his place, and Samuel is sleeping in the temple where they kept the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. And Samuel 
hears the voice of the Lord. Samuel. Samuel jumps up, runs out of the temple over to Eli and says, here I am. You've called me, Eli. Eli, I can imagine, sits up out of bed and says, son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And this happens about two or three times, remember? And finally, when Samuel runs in for a third time, Eli says, oh, I see what's happening. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go back to the temple. You're going to lie down. And when you hear the voice again, you're going to say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening or hears you. You see, Samuel heard the voice of the Lord, but he couldn't discern it. He didn't know what he was hearing. He just knew that he was hearing something. That's what it's like having a spiritual parent. I have a feeling I'm going a little longer. I'm so sorry. You know what? Just sit down here. I'm going <laughs> to... You gave me the mic. <laughs> Kidding. I have a feeling... I'm forgetting about these awesome folks over here. I have a feeling that there are a lot of young people in the room who are hearing the voice of the Lord or things are happening around them and they don't know why. God is trying to advance you in your walk with him, but you need a spiritual parent, a mentor to say, that's the word of the Lord. Or he just did something radical in your life. Here's what you do next. That's why I have Penny. I, my mom is still alive and she's amazing. But she's not like Penny. Penny has the spirit of the Lord in her. And she can help me discern his voice. If that's you, don't wait any longer. Don't any wait any longer. Find someone like Penny and begin to build rapport with them. Begin to lean into them and ask them questions about your walk and what you're hearing and seeing. Take your walk to the next level. Young people in the room, please hear me. Don't wait any longer. It will radically change your life. It changed mine. I had a spiritual mom years and years ago, and I am so thankful for it because I am where I am today because she helped me get here. Love you, Penny. Well, I feel good now. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say all that. I was like, hey, keep going. Spread <laughs> <pretty> again. <laughs> So I just want to commend you. Like I said, today is, going to, is an encouragement day. It's not a day where you're like, yeah, oh, they're going to read 10 scriptures or whatever. This is an encouragement to you, women out here. So women, I want you to know you are called to be Azers. You are to, there to help, to guide, protect, rescue people in your families, in your church, in your community. God is calling you to rise up. Rise up and know who you are. You are bold. You are beautiful. You are courageous. And you are strong because you have that ace of spirit in you. Do you get that, ladies? Do you get that? Do you get that? You're fierce. So take your authority. 
Take your authority in your families, your community, your streets, your workplace, with your children, with your siblings, your parents. Take that authority that you are bold, you're beautiful, and you are strong. You're here to rescue, protect, and fight. You're fierce when you need to be, and you're peacemakers when you need to be because you're strong inside. So that is amazing, right? So I just want um, all you ladies to just... um, If you have a lady near you, just put your hand on them. A lady near you. um, Or if you're all ladies next to each other, put your hand on each other. Just want to pray for these beautiful women here. You are amazing. Father, I just pray over every single woman in this room right now. I'm looking at these beautiful faces. Pray blessing upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Blessing upon them. Peace on them. Strength on them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for them to know how beautiful they are, how bold they are, how courageous they are, how strong they are, that you have a presence in this world, that you are powerful in this world, and I pray that you know your authority in this world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And I just... um, Interesting um, side note here, but um, we're giving out these little packets of seeds because I really feel we were going to, we did have herbs, but something happened with the wholesaler. But these, (laughs) the life of an executive pastor. Um, These seeds, I just really wanted something of growth, of bloom, because I really feel that you are all here to bloom, ladies, to to grow. You have something to give to the community, and that's why they're all herbs and things that give off scent or they give off flavor, because I feel that you guys are here, you ladies are here to give off that flavor, that beautiful rescue, that beautiful support. And so you're very welcome to take these out on your way out. But I will also say that Jesse had a little bit of a dream about or a little bit of a vision about this um, to talk about herbs. So I want to just bring him up. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just doing pre-service prayer. Um, can we get the prayer team up right now? Just come on up here while you're getting up here. And, and um, we're going to pray for people um, as, we, as we dismiss you guys. Every Sunday we do this. Every Sunday we have incredible miracles happening. Um, I was just reminded about Ryan Murray's uh, knee uh, st- almost like a, he was on the, on the verge of a stress fracture in his knee, and during prayer time, uh, he didn't feel the fullness of it. But the next morning, he went to go do his his, his exercises to strengthen his knee, and he couldn't find the pain anymore. Literally, he, had, he was in a whole new program to rehabilitate this knee. And by the next morning, he could jump on it with one with one foot. And uh, so, God is healing people all the time. It, 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 emotionally, mentally, physically, and we're going to pray for you today before you leave. So if you're here and you don't come to church very often, come and get prayer. Get, 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 just get rocked by him. He's so good. But I was, as we were praying, I had this vision during pre-service prayer of, um, you know, of, of flowers that, have, that bloomed once, but then they closed, like a flower can do sometimes. But then it would, I felt like today God was actually re-blooming, like there was flowers re-blooming. And I didn't realize we were giving away seeds. Um, uh, and so I, we just thought how, this, this could be the Lord. This could be what the Lord wants to do. And so um, I just feel like there's, there's people here, and I'm not going to... Why don't you all stand with me? I want you to stand with me. It's good to... I want to do two things. One, I feel like there's, what the Lord was saying is that there's, there's some people that here that you used to follow the Lord. 
maybe used to have a spiritual parent that really like stewarded you and walked with you, but now you like just circumstances, life, whatever, and you've walked away from God. Maybe, maybe you just, I used to be, a, I used to be a Christian. Maybe you still are. You're not sure where you stand with him. And I just want you to know right now, if, um, if that's you, I feel like the Lord is calling you to rebloom today. He's calling you to, to, to lean back into him, to come back to his heart. And, and there's no better day than right here, right now. And so if, if that's you, honestly, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand this morning, but we have a prayer team up here. I, I, want you to, I want you to grab a hold of one of these people up here after, as soon as I dismiss you. And you just say, hey, you know, I, I just need to, I just need to go back to God. I need to come back. And so if that's you, I want you to run up here when we're done. Your family can wait, I promise, okay? And, and, if, and also, I just want to, I want to pray in a second over some of you guys here. That in a room this size on a Mother's Day, there's a good chance that there's a couple of people that actually don't know the Lord. Maybe a family member brought you. Maybe you, you, uh, you were brought because you're, 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 your sister, your brother, whatever, your daughter, um, but you're here. And I just want you to know that it, he, he, is, he is the greatest decision you'll ever make for your life. He, he, Jesus, Jesus is real. He's the most real thing I've ever imagined and seen. I, he, he's more real than the chair I'm sitting. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And, and, and most of you guys know how real he is because he's come through again and again. He's never let you down. He's always been there for you. When you think he let you down, he came, he came through the next day and reminded you that he's never let you down. And I just want, you know, I, I, I can't convince or talk anybody into this because it wouldn't stick if I did. But he wants to meet you today. He wants to meet you. I got saved by literally saying, God, I'll give you two years of my life. See what you can do with it. And I feel like it was the most vanilla conversion ever. But you know what? I've never asked my money back. I've never, it's incredible. Like it, and, and I just know he wants to do the same thing with you. And, and so if you're here and you don't know Jesus in your life and you have stuff you're not, you're not proud of and maybe you don't feel ready to come to him because your life is still a mess and you still have sin in your life. You've done things you're not proud of. Maybe you're living in sin right now. You're addicted to, to porn. You're addicted to, to, to food, eating disorders. Maybe, maybe you have all sorts of secrets that nobody knows about, but you're here today. I don't know how you got here, but you're here. And I just want to, right now I'm going to pray for you right now. And so everybody, everybody just put your hand on your heart. I'm just going to pray over all of us. And some of you, and if this is you, I just want you to, I want you to just ask the Lord what he would have you do. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are here in this room. You're here for, for those that are fully adopted into your presence, into your, into your family. And there's people here that need to get readopted, need to get pulled back in. And there's people, Lord, that have never known you as a father. They've never known you as this rescuer that Penny talked about. And so, Father, I just pray right now for, for anyone here, Lord, that needs to come back to you or that needs to make this step towards you for the first time ever. God, I pray right now that you would speak to them, that you would pull them. Lord, you said that you loved us first so that you, we could love you. And so, God, I pray today that you would touch people that need to, need to know your name, need to know your voice. And I pray for those people right now. So if that's you right now, I just want you to know, I want you to come up here after church and I want you to just tell someone, I, I need Jesus in my life. Heck, you can come find me. And so Father, I pray for the salvation of souls today, for people that are gonna give up that old life that's full of secrets and darkness, God, for the, for the sake of knowing the God of light. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome, you guys. Hey, we are so thankful you joined us here. There's a lot of pastries out there. 
they're not coming to my house. So don't think like you're blessing me with more pastries. So um, have an amazing Sunday. Please love on your mothers. Love on, uh, if you're a mother, please receive all the love. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life. Yeah.